Hello and welcome back to the TTP, Tatani Talks Parsha, the year where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. We are here towards the end of Sefer Vayikra in Parsha's Vahar, and the Pasuk tells us in the Parsha, in Perikhafhei, if you shall say, what are we going to eat in the seventh year? What are we going to eat in the Shemitah year? Behold, we can't sow, we can't gather in the produce. We have to let the fields lie fallow. We have to let them just stay by themselves. But I will command my blessing upon you in the sixth year, and it shall bring forth fruit for three years. The question of what we shall eat in the seventh year is even more pressing, is even more dire in light of the fact that the land, having been depleted by five years of planting, the sixth year's yield is naturally less than average. Yet Hashem promises that it will provide not only for a full year's sustenance, but also for the seventh year and beyond. These sources come from Chabad. So when we think about Shemitah, we think about how we let the year lay and sit, not only just for the Shemitah year, but for the year before, and then until it recuperates the year after. It's really three years. It's really a long time, and it's difficult to imagine. It's difficult to depict how we could really have such emunah, such bitachon in Hashem, to allow such a thing to happen. Of course, emunah bitachon is a little bit different. One is having the belief, and one is acting and believing it. One is thinking about it in theory, but living in practice. And we're commanded in life to have real amuna and bitachon in our own lives. But the the source goes on to explain that our sages are chachamim tell us that the seven-year Shemitah cycle corresponds to the seven millennia of history. For 6,000 years, man labors in the fields of the material world in preparation for the seventh millennium, a millennium that is holy Shabbos and tranquility for life everlasting, the era of Mashiach. So the question of what shall we eat in the seventh year can be asked on the historical plane as well. If the spiritual giants of earlier generations, the, the Avos and the Imahos, the patriarchs and the matriarchs, the prophets, the Nevi'im, the sages of the Talmud, the Chachamim, the Tanam, the Amoram, they failed to bring about a perfect world because the world is still in a current state, what can be expected of us? How can we do more than them? They were much greater giants than we are. Every generation that is a generation removed from Harsina is a generation less, a generation taken away from that Harsina. So every generation before us was a little higher spiritually, a little higher plane because they're more connected to Harsina. So what could be expected of us when we're so many generations apart from Harsina? If the first five millennia of history cannot provide for the universal Shabbos, where it's Yom Shekulo Shabbos in the times of Mashiach, what can be expected of us? We of the sixth year, exhausted and depleted of spirit. Yet, the Lubavitcher Rebbe explains the sixth year will be the one to yield and sustain the seventh, precisely because our resources are so meager. Our ever trial and achievement is so much more meaningful, so much more precious to God, so much more precious to Hashem. He therefore promises to command his blessing to our efforts so that they shall nourish the Shemitah year, the Shemitah millennium, and beyond. It becomes an act 
of putting real faith in Hashem. It's difficult to let the land lay by itself. It's difficult to understand the course of history. It's difficult to see the course of history, to see what's happened, and we don't know when Mashiach will come. But because life is so difficult, and the surroundings are so difficult, and there's so much craziness in the world, there's so much depravity in the world, and it's so hard to do good in the world because of that, anything we can do, anything we can accomplish, Hashem is happy with that fact it might be difficult to let the land stay still for so many years but the simple act of that faith in Hashem isn't of itself a testament to the fact that we're putting our faith in Hashem or putting emuna in Hashem and some people think oftentimes we think we have to do grandiose things and great things and big things to show emuna and bitachon but really getting up every day and having emuna that Hashem will get us to work and let us work and get back from work and take care of our kids and have money to put food on the table those little acts those little things being involved in that in of itself is also testament to the emuna in Hashem this testament to our belief in what Hashem could tell us what Hashem could do for us we know that Hashem sets for us our salary on Rosh Hashanah for the year. Hashem sets for us how much we're going to make for the year. Nothing we do will change that. We could take 10 jobs. We could have one job. You have to do something. You have to have hishtalis. You have to put in your effort. But you could put in 100 hours or you could put in 10 hours and Hashem will get you the same money if you do it in a practical way, in a realistic way. So if you're supposed to make a hundred grand, whether you have five jobs or one, whether you put in a hundred hours or fifteen hours, Hashem is gonna get you that money that you are deserved. Of course, putting in the style that's putting in the effort is necessary and important. Putting in your Ishtalis, putting in your work is very necessary, but we have to have a muna and bitachon in what Hashem will do for us. When we think about Shemitah, it is a real testament to the faith that Hashem will take care of us. You literally can't work the land. I often wonder, what did a farmer do for those years if he can't actually touch the land and that's his whole life, a farmer? What would he do with himself? Take up a hobby? Was he playing chess? Was he learning a little Torah on the side? Was he learning how to cook? I don't know. But it is an idea to think about how the land just had to sit. And sometimes in life we have to just sit. It's very hard to wait for things. I myself, very difficult for me to wait to have that patience. I'm a very big doer, very actively seeking out things. You know, I work for the city every year. I look into different schools to try to find schools closer to me. Sometimes we have to wait. And we're put on lists and it's hard to wait. I send out emails, I send out feelers for different projects, different ideas. I want to publish my book, the the idea of finding the, the character with his family and the items in a book in different scenes. I want to publish it and I reach out to publishers and I reach out to magazines. It's very hard to wait for the response. It's very hard to sit and see when it's in other people's hands because I can't control it. I can't actively pursue it more than I did already, more than I put my hashtalos. But Shemitah teaches us sometimes we just have to have the emun and the bitachon. Sometimes we just have to have the simple faith that Hashem will take care of us and Hashem will do for us and we have to let Hashem take His course. You think about the millennia, all the millennia of history where Hashem is orchestrating different things. We think that we're not as worthy as those that came before us. 
we think that we're not able to be capable on any level of those that came before us, but Hashem tells us, I'm not asking you to be an Amora. I'm not asking you to be a Tana. I'm definitely not asking you to be an Avot or one of the Imahot. Just be yourself. Be your Yankel, if that's your name. Be the Joe, if that's your name. Go about your life. Make sure to be involved in Torah and mitzvot and chesed. Make sure to make a difference in the world around you in your Dalit Amos. Take your talents, do what you can, and put yourself in the world, affecting the world around us, changing the world around us. It might not be they have 24,000 students that Rabbi Kiva had were in the time of Sphere and were about to be at Lagba Omer, which was a much better timing with the shifting of the students stopping to pass away and Rabbi Kiva finding those students and renewing. It must have been very devastating for Rabbi Kiva on many levels. Rabbi Kiva didn't have an easy life. He started learning at 40. He had no money to his name. They, they lived on straw. But he put in the effort. He tried. And even after losing all those students, Rabbi Kiva, I see as an optimist. We have a whole lecture on that, the prism of optimism and Rabbi Kiva's life. And they say, I just listened to a shear the other day, a quick shear on the Sparks of Torah WhatsApp group, we sent it out, that the real joy was not in that the students stopped dying, which was, of course, a wonderful thing. It was very tragic that so many passed, 24,000 students, 12,000 pairs, very, very tragic, very sad on many levels. But the real joy, the lecture was explaining, was that Rabbi Kiva started again, that Rabbi Kiva found students to start again, just five students to disseminate Torah. And that's a real joy of Lag Bomer, the fire that many people light. is not just for Rav Shimon Bar Yochai. It's also for the fire of Torah that Rabbi Kiva started anew and that the fire of Torah was reignited and re-sparked in the Judaism and in the Jewish world. It was almost deplete after he lost all those students and then he restarted it again. Because oftentimes... When things seem to be really sad, things seem to be really depressing and disappointing, and you're, and you're looking at the situation, and it's almost as if you're going to sit and watch the land lie fallow. But after those three years, you get back into it, you retoil the land, you restart the land, and hopefully you'll have lots of production and lots of produce. And Rabbi Kiva found those five students and started it again. So oftentimes in our life, we put in our ashtalas, we put in our effort, and we just have to go about the day, day by day, having the emunah and the bitachon, that Hashem will take care of us, getting up and going to work, working our hours and coming back and doing what we can. It's hard oftentimes when there are weeks without holidays. I actually like the mundane, I like the routine, I, I relish in the fact we're we have an order and a structure and a routine from an OT perspective. I'm a pediatric occupational therapist by trade, working for the city. It's very important to have roles and habits and routines. Very important to have schedule and timing. It's very important to have bedtime and regular time and, and figuring out how to think, go about things in the way. But we can relish in the fact that we can have the set day. The simple faith of understanding how Hashem goes about that He's going to, to do for us. What are we going to eat in the seventh year? We'll see. Hashem will provide for us. Hashem will take care of us. We go about our day. We go about our business and we go to work and we try to provide for our families and making sure we set time for our wives, for our spouses, and then we set times for our kids, prioritizing our spouses first, our husbands and wives first, and then the kids, because then the kids learn a real relationship from the simple faith of how Abba puts mommy first. Mommy puts Abba first and everything else is secondary. Wow. That is a simple faith and act and idea of how we should see a relationship. And understanding 
to to put the simple faith in thinking about the Shemitah, how we watched the land and Hashem will take care of us, how we put in the effort for all those years, and now it's Hashem's turn, Kaviyachal, as, as it were, if you will, then Hashem takes over. And in our life, we put in the simple faith, we put in the simple idea, we put in the work into our relationships, into our lives. The other day, we, we celebrated our date anniversary after 10 years of knowing each other, Baruch Hashem, and we reenacted the first date of going to Rita's, going to find the ice cream and the ices with the kids and Dunkin' Donuts. I talked about this on the TTOT as well. And we had, had the idea just to reenact that, that first date. It was a simple date, a beautiful date, but simple nonetheless. And sometimes we put in our shalats and it's something simple, going to work and doing our 9-to-5 job or 7-to-4 day, which I have, thank God, on the Board of Ed. You know, I leave at 7, I come home at 4 or 4.15, and we have the hours at the site. It's really a wonderful way to use the hours. Thank God it's not the hours like an accountant or a lawyer. But we put in the simple faith to put in the act, to understand, to learn from Shemitah how we could go about our lives, how we could go about our days. We see, we watch the land, and Hashem will take care of it. We watch our lives, and Hashem takes care of everything. We ever think about the fact that Hashem controls the weather, controls the nature, controls when your trains come and when you make it to work and when you get out the door, and how the how this will work or that will work, how the traffic will flow. Everything is up to Hashem. It's all simple faith. And what Hashem does. And we have to be cognizant of the fact that Hashem is in control. It's out of our hands. We do our ashtalas, but the world runs in hashkacha klalis and hashkacha pratis. Hashem sets out the general nature of the world with the weather and the nature and things like that. And then there's divine providence in the small technical aspects, the small details of our life. If we look at the land and we see how it grows or not on those three years in Shemitah, we see how a simple plant can grow from a seed. We see how things could come about just from water and sunlight and vegetation that Hashem causes. It's fascinating. It's miraculous. No less miraculous than us breathing and having all of our systems working in tandem, the digestive system and the respiratory system and the neurological system. So many things we think about it. Hashem put so many beautiful things in and we have to have the simple faith that Hashem will let things run its course that we put in our effort and we understand that throughout the millennium this is how it works. Hashem is in control. Hashem is in charge and we do what we can. We might not be on the same level as the Tana and we might be on the same level as the Mabra'am but that's not what is asked of us. Just going out on the street even though so many similar are sent to us, so many wrongdoings and so much lack of morals are in society. Just the fact that we try to have morals, we try to follow the Torah, we try to do mitzvahs and chesed and Torah learning every day in and of itself is a giant thing. The If the sages saw what we had to contend with nowadays in terms of lack of real order, lack of real law, lack of real good morals in the days, they would turn over in their own days, it would be difficult for them to fathom and, the, and the, their eyes would go out of their heads seeing what we have to contend with nowadays. So all we could do is try to go about our days with a simple faith that this is the type of Jew I have to be. I have to do my best to watch what I see, watch what I hear, watch what I say, and watch how I act, to be Vakat Hashem Shemayim, and the best ways to be an ambassador of Hashem. And Shemitah teaches us to have this simple faith. 
in being a servant of Hashem, being an evid of Hashem, going about our day, taking care of our spouses and our kids, and understanding that most stuff is not in our control. It's up to Hashem doing our shadows, putting on our effort, and sometimes we have to wait, sometimes we have to be patient. Sometimes it might seem like millennia, it might seem like so many years, so much time until things come through, until we're able to have things go through. But Hashem is the one in charge. Hashem is in, in charge. What are we going to eat in the seventh year? Hashem will provide. Even though we can't sow, we can't gather in our produce, Hashem will command the blessing to last for three years, the sixth year, the seventh year, and the eighth year until things are coming back. The land is going to be depleted, yes, but Hashem will take care of us. Hashem promised us. We have to have the simple faith that He's going to sustain us and He's going to be with us and He's going to make sure all those millennia all those millennia leading up to the fact that hopefully Mashiach will come soon and hopefully the base of Mikdash will come soon. It's up to us to make sure that there's Ahavas Chesed in this world, that there's much Chesed and much Lashan Tov in this world. The base of Mikdash was destroyed because of Sinas Chinam, so we need to rebuild it with Ahavas Chinam. It was destroyed because of Lashan Hara. We have to rebuild it with Lashon Tov, only speaking good about others, thinking good about others, doing our part, having the simple faith to think that every mitzvah we do, every chesed we do, every Torah learning we do, brings the world towards completion, brings it towards more closer to Mashiach, closer to Mashiach. Every mitzvah we do, every chesed we do, every act we do, every single thing we do brings us closer to Mashiach. And I apologize that I have allergies and I'm a little stuffed, but... In general, we do what we can to be involved. We want to make sure to sustain the seventh, to sustain what we can to be involved in our actions, be involved in our days. So everything we do is exactly what we're supposed to do. Hashem put us in this timeline towards the end of the history of the world, towards the seventh millennium, exactly now, because this is what we're supposed to contend with, with technology, with the computers. How are we going to use our smartphones? How are we going to use apps? How are we going to use technology? How are we going to use our talents and our abilities to spread Torah? That's why I started all my podcasts. That's why I started my radio show. Thanks to Sheer Enjoyment at Radio.co and made an app for it. You have to use your ability, your talents, your creativity to make good in the world, to do good in the world. The Sparks of Torah group and the Luach group where we're trying to help people. And Shemitah teaches us to have that simple faith, to be involved in making the world a better place, doing what you can to spread Torah, to spread goodness in the world. You might not be an Avram, but you're not asked to be an Avram. You're living at this time in history to contribute to the world, to do good for the world. We think about how everything we do is precious to Hashem, and we have to contend with so much corruption and so much craziness, so much Averos out there, and we have to try to be Yashar. We have to try to follow the Shulchan Aruch as much as we can throughout our life, spread Torah as much as we can, and bring goodness to the world. And we could still go about, you know, hobbies and games in a Jewish way. We talked about that on the radio show the other night. Hobbies and games the Jewish way. And we do it in a Torah way, in a Torah aspect. Yes, there's music out there, but we could do it in a Jewish way. Yes, there are books out there, we could do it in a Jewish way. Have the simple faith to be a good Jew as much as you can, day by day. And Shemitah teaches us, after all those years of putting in work, sometimes we have to sit back and we have to wait. And we have to see how it goes about. We have to have patience to understand that we did our status, we did our part. And Hashem will do His part. And we have to have that faith, that simple faith, that Hashem will do His part. Hashem will take care of us. Hashem will get it back to us. So as we go about our days, we should have chizak, that we're doing what we can to be a good Jew, to be a good person, to make the world a better place. 
Obviously, if you're setting fires all over the place, that's not what we're talking about. But we have to do mitzvah by mitzvah, chesed by chesed, Torah learning by Torah learning. And it all starts with you, and it all starts with one thing at a time. You can learn Torah with the OU Torah emails. You can do chesed, donating extra clothing, donating extra food you may have, or extra toys you may have, extra items you may have that you don't need. Whatever you can to be involved in this world, to do good in this world, you should do. Putting in your effort. Learning from Shemitah, to have this simple faith that after all these years of putting in work, now it's Hashem's turn to take over, Kiviyachal. But you do your part, you do your shtalis, you do your mitzvahs, you do your chesed, you do your Torah learning in this life, and Hashem will take over. And if we can put in our effort, if we could do what we can to make the world a better place little by little, how much more so will Hashem be happy with what we're doing, proud of what we're doing? Being Mikadah Shem Shemaim is the way that we're supposed to go about it in our lives. So make sure every day you get that chesed act. You look back at the day and say, did I do a chesed today? Did I do two chesed's today? Did I do three chesedim today? What mitzvahs did I do today? Do a mitzvah every day. Do Torah learning every day. It doesn't have to be 100 hours. It could be simple like the OU emails, daily emails from the Mishnah, from Tanakh. There's so many ways to go about getting your Torah learning in. There's so many ways to get a chesed in and to get a mitzvah in. Some days I'm able to cook for others and some days not. Some days I'm able to send for others and some days not. If you give people advice, you find people a job, those are major chesedim, those are major mitzvahs. Be that person involving yourself in the simple faith of being a good Jew, of doing mitzvahs and doing chesed. We think about Shemitah. We think about learning to have that simple faith of the farmer who would watch his land and not be able to work it and see what would happen for those three years. And Hashem promises he'll get it back to you. Hashem promises I'll take care of you and so to you in your own life. You do what you can to put in that simple faith, to do your shalos, to do your effort, and Hashem will get it back to you. If we all do what we can to be involved in such good things, making the world better by better, hopefully we'll be zolche for Mashiach to come and the third base of interest to be built speedily in our days, and may that day, in fact, be today. This has been the TTP, Tani Talks Parsha, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. And I'm your host, Tani.